When outlaws rule the West and fear filled the land, a cry went up for a man with guts to take the West in hand. They needed a man who was brave and true, with justice for all as his aim. Then out of the sun rode a man with a gun, and Bart was his name. Yes, Bart was his name. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Uh, This is episode 160 and today we are talking about Blazing Saddles. That's right. The 1974 Blazing Saddles. I am Sean Allred. And joining me tonight is Andrew, opening song narration, Jemison. Well, my name is Andrew, but most people call me Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Corny, dynamite to the face equals NyQuil, Logan. And isn't it a lovely evening, Sean? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <clears throat> Perfect. Uh, uh, and Sam, they called. They call me the Minnesota Kid Vector. Oh, nice. And just so you know, Sean, that little ploy of yours to build an exact replica of your little uh, townhome uh, didn't work. I'm still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> you knocked over the flat that we built. Yeah, um, yeah. It was funny. I was, I was I watched this movie last night with my wife, and I said, "Holy crap! They built the whole town in one night. It took <laughs> it took a team of six to build one flat for a for one backdrop at Carowinds. It took us three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so they efficient is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, Blazing Saddles, 1997. 1997? No, 1974 is Blazing Saddles. Um, you can't uh, tell at all that it's 70s. No, not at all. <laughs> no. no. It, it, it literally it could have been made yesterday. Could have been made, yeah. Just Gene Wilder looks really great. I was going to say, I could tell just from the, all the why things were said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, well, yeah. And, of course, film filmmaking back in then was just, just different than it is now. And, a uh, lot more physical humor, a lot more kind of pratfalls and and uh, and things like that, and um, stage comedy. Yeah, oh, it is. It's stage it's, acting. Yeah, you know, hitting your head on the window, and um, you know, yeah. It, it reminded me of Hee Haw. Do what? I said it reminded me of Hee Haw. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I actually, I actually know what that is. 
Uh, Sam, if you don't know what that is, you should look it up. Hee haw! Oh, I remember hee haw. Okay, I it was know. on in primetime when you were younger, right? <laughs> <laughs> that actually is probably right. That I remember time. it being on TV. Yeah, you would have been actually about five or six when that was on like actual TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think actually I'm old enough that it was on. I actually I don't say I think it was towards the end of its. Uh, yeah, because I remember episodes. going to visit my. I called her my Mima, which was my dad's mom, uh, and she would watch it. Uh, we would watch the the nightly uh, schedule was um, um, of course Wheel of Fortune, and then Jeopardy, and then um, oh crap he oh Golden Girls, and then Hee Haw. <laughs> Dude, this show ran until 1997. Yeah, we wow, we were in high school. Wow. You gotta be shitting me. I know, right? Um, anyway, um, but that's not the Blazing Saddles. Um. This movie, so we kind of, yeah. we kind of broke our rule, right? We don't, we don't have a rule, but we kind of do with comedies, especially farcical comedies. That oh we kind God, of say, yeah. How the heck do you review it? Yeah, how do you review a, a farcical comedy? Um, you know, you can't really make fun of the the continuity stuff because there really isn't any, you know. And if you say, oh, that continuity doesn't match, well, then Mel Brooks will say, well, that's part of the fun, you know. So obviously, we can't really do that. So. Uh, there's other things we can talk about. Are the jokes funny? Do we think it holds up? And then could you do it? Could you do it today? Could you could do you it today? Really, is an interesting question. And another <laughs> question is the is is the social commentary that the movie is doing. So, like we did that with that stupid poultry geist movie, right? That movie was trying to do a a social justice about you know not eating only fast food and eating healthy, blah blah. Right. So this movie clearly has a kind of social agenda. Um, and I think it's super appropriate for 2017 right now. Hey, um, did you say the sheriff is near? I uh, couldn't tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> honest, honestly, Corny, I debated on that joke for you as your middle name. Uh, Cornelius I, I was, is near Logan, but that I, would have been great. I, been I, great. I, I was, you know, I don't know. I, I, not that I'm worried that I'm going to offend you. I'm afraid I'm going to offend some listener. Um, honestly. Um, but the, I think we're going to be treading that line uh, pretty close tonight. Maybe. Um, and I can't remember but, if I asked you guys on air or not that if we ever were to have done Django Unchained, would we have? Would I have had to bleep out the N word? Um, oh, the answer is yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The answer yeah. is yes. And I think for, I think really for two very practical reasons. Uh, we're a family one, show. One, we're yeah, we're a family show. Uh, that's right. Huh. I do remember that because Andrew dropped the f bomb. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it would it would uh, it would kind of ruin our clean tag. Uh, and two, I don't really. We have wanna... a clean tag. We do. We are. We have a, a huh. clean. Believe it or not, still. Yeah. It basically just says wash on cold with light colors <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Like we got through uh, we got through Wolf of Wall Street and still have our clean family tag. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. That's well, our clean tag. Lots of lots of little beeps and noises and things like that over words. And I feel um, like a Power Rangers. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have that handy. Why don't I have that handy? You uh, should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, I'm surprised. Well, hey, you know, you know what you shouldn't be ashamed of? What's that? Tell me to watch the uh, Thor Ragnarok trailer. Oh, yeah? Oh, I know exactly what's happening. Oh, good. Well, then we'll talk about it off air. Because um, I have no flipping clue. 
Uh, and it was really funny because, uh, I, again, I watched that with my wife the other night, uh, that, the trailer for Thor. And she says, uh, uh, so tell me what, like, what's happening? Who's this guy? And I'm like, I don't know any of these things. So Let me ask you this, Corny. Is that Thanos' uh, love interest? No, no. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's not. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. Um, anyway, uh, Andrew, uh, hopefully we stalled enough for you to figure out uh, what the, this intro is or what this movie is. In order to ruin a Western town, a corrupt politician appoints a black sheriff who promptly becomes his most formidable adversary. That's pretty good. Really? Yeah, that sounds clean and, and not racist at all. <laughs> that what, One intro. <laughs> <laughs> one out of every 15, you know, it's a... <laughs> Come on! I'm I'm just so you know I'm still looking for the Power Ranger bit. Um, <laughs> we can't tell. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I don't have it. There's like there's no reason why I shouldn't have it. Um, and I, maybe you don't feel like a Power Ranger. Well, and it's really making make me sad that if I can't find it. So anyway, so um, uh, so we've all seen this before, right? Is that is that fair to say? I after watching this today. This is my first time seeing it without being edited. Thank you. Are you kidding me? So yeah. I'm in the same yeah. boat. Um, I have never seen this movie not on TV before. Wow, this is starting to be pretty interesting. Yeah, so yeah. all of the N-words, I didn't know were there in the original. Like, I had no clue that this movie had that word so much. Okay, so because I have never seen this not edited. I have always <laughs> seen it in its entirety. <laughs> And every iteration I've ever seen this, right? Not without every N word, without every everything, right? Like not at all. This is interesting. Yes, it is. Andrew? Uh, yeah. yeah, I had never seen this in its entirety. I'd only seen bits and pieces, and it was the edited TV version, but I'd never seen the whole thing. Oh my god, you guys haven't lived. Well, well you just did. But... <laughs> well, now we have. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, Andrew, kind of give us your initial take on this, sir. Well, I, I kind of knew what to expect being a Mel Brooks fa uh, fan, and and I guess I can't say that I'm a real fan. I had never seen this one, but uh, I enjoy a lot of his films and a lot of his work, and so I kind of knew what to expect, but I was caught off guard. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when we think politically incorrect, um, not all of his movies are quite quite like this no uh, no <laughs> so um i was a little caught off guard uh the even even this i mean there's some scenes in other movies where they make fun of the way that people speak but even the scene with the was it lily or whatever the a lily von stoop yeah and the germans that she almost had a barbara walters list type speech impediment and <laughs> so um i did it's think twoo. It was, it's true it's true um <laughs> the uh the acting itself uh, you know I, like i said i feel like was very much stage acting like we would see on uh you know if we were at a, a broadway production mm -hmm. uh, almost overacted or overdone but aren't most Mel Brooks movies like that? Yeah, they are. And Mel Brooks himself, though, as an actor, I think is the worst at that. <laughs> like he, 
he is the one that does the most overacting. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because he is not a great actor or if he just wants that much flamboyancy to his performance, I guess I could say. Right. Um, but I, I did enjoy the movie. I thought it was funny. You know, they, I've always heard that this is one of the top 10 comedies of all times. And I don't know that I would personally put it there, but I mean, it's good. I liked it. Um, I would watch it again. Uh, but there are some moments that I feel like this is, a, is kind of slow. Um, yeah. And, and doesn't, and maybe we're so used to such fast paced comedies now, but this one I felt like kind of drug a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I hear what you're saying and I, I don't disagree. Uh, Corny. Uh, so this is, I didn't put it in my list uh, when we did our, our, our top 10 movies of all time. I really should have, but, um, this is a, a movie that I hold um, very dear, uh, and I, I, I've never not enjoyed watching it, ever. Um, and I could say that about, you know, all my other stupid films, but um, this one actually is uh, the first film that my band director and I talked about. Um, not that, I mean, not that I've been watching movies all my life, but the idea of he did not talk to me as a high school student. The day I graduated... He called me the next day and was like, hey, have you seen Blazing Saddles? And we talked about that. He he waited for what, for uh, seven years to mention Blazing Saddles to me. Hmm. And I'd, I'd seen it by then because uh, I had some friends in high school, which now that I think about it, why would you ever show a black guy this movie? <laughs> I mean, uh, if, anyway, but, but my friend showed it to me and I was like, this movie is hilarious. I think they were also afraid of my reaction to different things happening but uh, i laughed because it was funny to me and uh not to i guess this is that that weird area where you can't really condone what happened but at the same time it i don't know it was funny and i don't know i kind of feel bad that i laugh at it but at the same time i know it's all in jest and mm. there's no malice to it but right. at the same time that doesn't anyway that, that's a weird area we can talk about um so I love the movie and had a great time. And yeah, there are some quote unquote slow spots, I think. But for me, they always pass by quickly. They never feel as wide, um, you know, three or four minutes of talking between uh, Hedley Lamar and uh, Slim Pickens. Um, I, it didn't seem as slow as it probably is. Uh, again, <laughs> just because I like the movie. But yeah, anyway, so um, I mean. I won't. I mean, I'll have some things to say, but all in all, I just love the movie. All right. Well, okay. Hey, that's good. Uh, Sam. Yeah, this is this is going to be a really hard movie to uh, to really critique because even in critiquing, we're pointing out humor um, because the way Mel Brooks even directed this thing, it, it's intended to get laughs and. You know, do you do you make fun of a? Cl I guess you do make fun of clowns and their acts, but you know, it's it's hard to to look at it at a critical point of view. So you know, you have to look, I guess, at, at more so what the message of the movie was trying to be. And Don't trust Germans. <laughs> that seems to be most of his uh, 
his movies. Well. But you know, you look at some of these other Mel Brooks films, and generally, what it is is it's making fun of the of the idiots. And in this film, it's making fun of racist white people. Mm-hmm. And it's showing that the the African American people are the smart ones in this one. And whenever somebody says. To, to me that this movie can never be made again today i i think it could but boy would it make splashes you know we'd have boycotts we'd have all that sort of stuff but in the very end i think people people would go see it and and, and enjoy it for what it is in terms of you know let's make fun of racist people you know the people who who think they're better than others the people who you know think that walls are better than than <laughs> free trade and and won't help um refugees but bomb their countries instead and you know i i fictitious world right yeah fictitious world fictitious yeah that's all a hypothetical that's all i was just getting ready to say i know a perfect politician to play the game (laughs) but but the message is a great message of i I, it's just you know don't be so stupid basically and um i love it And, and this is like I told told you guys earlier. This is the first time I've seen it unedited, and boy, do they edit a lot out! Um, no, yes, hell sir. yeah, they do. And Gosh, holy cow! And I I swear it's only what an hour and a half movie, a little mm-hmm. over an hour and a half. So this must be showing on like TBS for an hour. I swear they cut out twenty to thirty minutes of this movie. Yeah, yeah. The um, uh, towards the very end when they have the uh, the fight scene that just rolls over into the. Uh, the other musical <laughs> yeah i so in watching it like i said i've watched this a lot but i always forget <laughs> that dom deloise not dom is it dom, is it dom yeah deloise? dom deloise yeah he yeah. uh and he does the little bit and then stop acting like a bunch of i was like i always forget he says that yeah <laughs> i was watching it the other day and the sound was up and that happened i immediately muted it and i was like oh i better put on my headphones <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Anyway, but no, I'm sorry. But yeah, you know, and, and you have to think, you know, what came first, the ending to um to to this movie or the ending to uh Money Python and the Holy Grail? Because it kind of does the the same type of thing. But I enjoy the heck out of this movie. It still makes me laugh to this day. This is one of those movies in college where you know people will ask you if you've seen it, and and it's it's like a shame if you hadn't. Of course, <laughs> a shame on that, your house. What's that? A shame on your house. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it's up there with, you know, with the Monty Python and, and some of these other things that yeah. everybody had seen. Um, but I I enjoyed it. I had fun. It's going to be interesting to talk about. Um, and for some reason, I have always missed the beginning of this movie. Right. I had no idea how he became sheriff. And I, the, the quicksand or porridge whatever they were (laughs) it looked like oatmeal i had never seen that before so um lots of funny moments i agree with with i think corny mentioned there or was it andrew there were some slow spots um but mel brooks is a master of uh of set pieces in not in terms of like lord of the rings set pieces but comedy (laughs) within an area you know you could easily except for maybe the horses um, put this on stage and travel. No, oh, yeah. Um, just like the producers um, and some of these other things that that just are perfect for that type of thing. So um, I enjoyed it, and and I'm like I said, I'm anxious to hear what we have to say about it. 
John, what do you think? Well, I have bad news. I have completely lost every clip I had from Zombievers. I don't have it anywhere in my when I oh, when I changed how convenient when I changed computers. It must have somehow I didn't transfer it over. So I have I have nothing from Zombievers. So um, here's the the bad part. I really love that that clip. So I might actually have to go and listen, watch it, re, like <laughs> listen to that episode, so I can find it and cap it again. Uh, because I, I don't even have the file of the um, of the particular that podcast. Anyway, anyway, no one cares. Uh, this movie. So yeah, I had never seen this in its unedited glory. Um, and uh, so there were some jokes that I was in tears, and then there were some times where I got so bored that I started looking at trivia early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to be honest, and. But I, I really enjoyed the kind of the social commentary on it. I mean, let's be honest. You know, it like Sam hit it. Let's let's make fun of dumb racist white people. Um I don't say that. Well, I'm I'm saying it. I'm, I'm saying it. You know, I mean you got we got three white guys on this podcast and I think all of us thought that the racist bits were hilarious because we've probably all seen it. We, yeah, we've known idiots like that yeah we know mm-hmm. people like that like in our lives now and are probably yeah. facebook friends with them and when they say dumb stuff we just i don't know maybe we just kind of put our hands in our ears and ignore it um i did I ever tell you about the time i was sub in a classroom and a kid says the n-word thinking that i don't hear it and i had to confront him about that no no that it was it actually actually yeah it actually ended up being kind of funny um because he uh he was talking to his lady friends around, so he's trying to uh, impress them with uh, right. uh, his use of the word. And he doesn't think I'm hearing it because I'm not really paying attention. But you know, uh, trained band director, so we we pick up on these things, right? Andrew? Well, there's there's mm-hmm. also just certain words that you cue in on, like your name and that, and you know, like other words, <laughs> you know, Good point. words, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so um, so I, I walk up uh, to him, <laughs> does it like the second time. And I uh, walk up and put my hand on his shoulder and go, hey, uh, just want to let you know that I know uh, that you're saying a word that you probably shouldn't. Now, I'm a very nice fellow. However, another person <laughs> in my position might not be as nice and might hurt you. So don't say it anymore. Right. And he immediately start crying. I was like, no, nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine, man. Just, just uh, you know, watch where you are when you do that. Right. And uh, walk back to my desk. <laughs> and, uh, and the girls were like, "You're so nice." I was like, "Yeah, I know." Well, I'm I'm gonna use this platform for a minute to vent on behalf of my wife. I don't typically do this, but she works. We now live in South Carolina. Um, yeah. Where, like, what seven years ago they were still flying the Confederate flag over public buildings down here, um, and as recently as two months ago, we saw local news where um, a gentleman who privately owns a gas station, prominently flies that flag, and a group of residents came by and said, we want you to take it down, and it turned into a lawsuit, and he won because he has that right to fly that flag. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion of that particular thing, I don't know if I want to share it. Maybe I do. I don't know. But uh, Anyway, but my point was this. My wife's special ed teacher, uh, if you've listened to the show, I've probably mentioned that before, and she... Um, does this thing called Project Unify, where they um, 
help to get the schools on board with wiping out the R word, right? So they want to use the word retard. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's because um, that word has as much derogatory to it as almost really any other kind of offensive, you know, name that people give to a group of people. And yes. at her previous school in North Carolina, not that Gaston County was super progressive, but at her school, they were like the entire teaching staff and admin was like, this is great. We're behind you 100%. The school she's at now, not only did the school come back with about a 50%, yeah, we'll do it. The administration said, no, we will not back this. And their reasoning is, if we stop using the R word, then we're drawing attention to it and people will want to use it. Now, Sarah comes home to me in tears about this. And I said, wow, that's what a backward school. And she said, no kidding. There are still two or three teachers that actively use that word in front of students. And there are oh, two geez. teachers that still use the N word. Oh. I'm like, these are teachers? And she said, oh, yeah. So, huh. um, I'm, I, and so anyway, she's not going to be there next semester for various reasons. So if anyone had, I don't think anyone that works there listens to this show. But if you do... Hopefully you're one of the good ones. Same. Ding, ding, ding. Stop. Same. So anyway, sorry to go on that little private personal rant, but it just... Hey, uh, no, out, out let's of go back to uh, punching out horses. Yeah, let's go punch a horse. Um, hey, uh, out of curiosity, when we just show up there one day? I'm like, hey, what's up? I mean, well, here's... Okay. All right. So we're going to go down this rabbit hole. So, oh, dear. So Sarah has a, a student in her class who used the word, who, who, who said the N-word, isn't she in a in a, in a, a special not a special class but a so uh, she doesn't so in this particular case her previous school she was uh, was called self contained so her special needs kids yeah. were all in her classroom and a few of the high functioning ones could go out into kind of the regular ed elective classes like band or PE or whatever and could participate this is a um uh, what's called full inclusion. So there is no self-contained class. They're kind of in the population of the school. And Sarah is a resource teacher. So she follows a group of, you know, sixth graders around and helps them in their regular ed so that the regular ed teacher doesn't have to focus all their energy on the special needs kids uh, in the class that she, Sarah can help. That's the point of her job, right? Anyway, my point is, is that yeah. one of her kids, you know, called, said um, that there was a... a she didn't like her other teacher, or he didn't like this other teacher because she was a N-word, right? And and Sarah was really upset about this and was like, we don't use that word. That's very offensive. That's whatever. And he literally looked at her and said, shut up, white trash. Whoa. He called my, my wife white trash. And uh, she, she... I will punch that kid. She almost uh, did. She almost was about to lose her job over this. And... And Sarah got really upset and almost got into tears and just started laying into this kid. And then eventually the kid says, What in the wide, wide world of... Sorry. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> that would have been perfect. <laughs> I did not mean for that. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on? I dropped my bottle cap on my space bar and apparently started playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't mean for that to happen. But that was a nice little breakup. But basically, the kid didn't know what that phrase meant. He just heard it before. So... Anyway, um, so she's not going to be there very long, and that's good. Anyway, sorry to go down that weird hole. Um, 
but um, I, I really, I so I, I really enjoyed some of the movie, and then some of the movie again, I was a little bored with, and whatever. But I, it goes along with my theory. If I take a lot of notes, I didn't like it. If I take a few notes, I liked it. I took like twelve notes, and <laughs> uh, like twenty-two of them. Two no- yeah, it's like twenty-two notes, and seven or eight of them are just markers for to get audio clips. So, but again, there's not a whole lot to really, you know, like to capture other than, holy crap, I didn't know Richard Pryor helped write this. So, funny you said that because in all these years, never noticed that either until I actually, you know, for the podcast, let's pay attention to things. Right. (laughs) I saw that and I was like, (laughs) that actually makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it really does make sense. And uh, in the trivia, I'll explain why it makes even more sense. Um, Because, uh... Oh, wait, can I go ahead and... No, yeah, go ahead, please, because I was going to talk uh, about... because uh, Richard Pryor was supposed to play Cleavon Little's part? Yeah, exactly. He was supposed to play Bart. Um, really? Yeah, he Bart, was... Bart Starr, as, as a matter of fact. No, <laughs> yeah. And then would go on to win the championship. No, um, he was playing... He was going to play Bart. It, it, so Mel Brooks wrote this part for him. And then the producers of the movie basically said, he's too controversial already. And this is already a controversial movie. And if you cast him, then no one will come watch it, is their fear. And so prior back down, uh, there's, there's, according to what I read from trivia, there's like some, like two different stories on why Pryor wasn't in the film. Like Mel Brooks says, we were afraid, like the producers basically said that you can't cast him. And then Pryor kind of says, no one like they just cast this other guy and they asked me to come in right so um like it was never an option so i don't know um i don't know but there's some actually really interesting trivia about this movie which i which i read and was really enjoyed reading um and 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 i don't know if i captured it or not but one of them was yeah yeah well, i'll get to that later um uh, but the the laugh out loud moments really like <laughs> when when they when the hangman was gonna hang the dude and the horse <laughs> I thought that was hysterical like what did the horse do that deserved to be hanged I just thought that was funny um, uh, he had a boom under him for a, oh he had the boom yeah yeah um, <laughs> all I could think of was that I knew that joke was gonna come out now at some now point. can I can I put put a, a little bit of a problem with this movie in, in front of us here. Okay, yeah. Um, and that is the sound. And I, I did want to talk to Sean about this. Is it because it's from the 70s, or is it because it wasn't done correctly? What, what was wrong with the sound? It just seemed muffled. It didn't seem as clean and crisp as other movies. Um, I think it's partly the the, the age of the movie. Um mm-hmm. But again, I mean, this is what three years before Star Wars. Yeah, um, and their uh, budgets are about the same, so you can't blame budget. Um, so I, it, it, I know a lot of this was on sets and things like that, mm-hmm. um, but it literally sounded like a stage. Well, they were, and that oh yeah, I mean everything was on a stage, and you yeah. can tell like when they're talking, even outdoors, you can hear the echo of the wood you know, uh, mm-hmm. set piece behind them. <clears throat> you could actually hear them. There was one scene where they were uh, 
switching clothes with the KKK members and they walked behind the rocks and you could hear what sounded like them walking on a platform or a wooden yeah. Oh, yeah. surface. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a oh yeah, there's a lot of that. And you just I you know, you just I I heard it and I was like, Yeah, it's fine, whatever. You yeah, know? I mean it wasn't anything that that was like totally made me upset or sure. the movie. It just it, it did kind of made me do a double take a few times like yeah. eh, really yeah and i mean and honestly most of the scenes in the office with headley and really any interior scene i mean i was just watching the boom shadow back and forth the whole time <laughs> i mean it was all over the place i mean i could probably screenshot four or five times where you can see the shadow and and i was like you know what they probably just didn't care or they they were doing um, so, and this is a, and this is a real thing. So it's 1974. The only way to watch the movie was either on in the theater or on TV when it would be, you know, aired on the cable, and yeah. you know, film production back then. I mean, when you played it on a film projector, you can hide a lot of stuff in film because film was a little grainy, and then on the TV broadcast, you're probably getting it over airwaves. So. You probably there was probably no way you could see the boom shadow, and then when they convert this in 2017 to high def, um, you know, uh, nice, uh, nice, clean four by three format, four by three, six. I can't remember. Anyway, my brain's turned off. It's the end of the night. Um, four by three standard. I can't think. Sixteen by nine format. Yeah. Um, then it uh you can see that stuff and you know like cuz i remember the first time i watched on blu-ray one of my star trek films from the either the 80s or the 90s and i was like oh wow there's a lot of stuff that i think they expected to be hidden because of you know film grain and video cuz it was on vhs back then so mm-hmm. Uh, that's fine. Mungo punch. So I really want to know, and I, I didn't really do enough research and I should have, so I'm going to Google it right nah, now. We don't need to do that. This is cheap. Reviews. No. <laughs> we don't need no stinking research. I want to <laughs> know how they did that stunt with Mongo punching the horse, unless he just punched a horse. I don't think, uh, uh, cause I watched it twice. Cause I saw that and I was like, what the hell just happened? So I watched it and he never actually hits the horse. And I think the horse was just trained to fall over. I was gonna say because during I, I would say in the like what 60s, 70s, people actually trained you know oh sorry not actually trained but uh, training animals to do a stunt or two was you know pretty I thought pretty common. So in my mind, I'm thinking you know even if he touches the horse, it's only if I if I do this, you fall over, or you edit out the sound of him saying a word and the horse fall. I mean yeah, but I think that's uh, I I I don't disagree. Um, I just I know that. Back back then, PETA didn't exist, and having those things on film sets didn't exist. Um, mm. I know stunt horses are a thing, and it's stunt animals are a thing. Like I know that. Um, but I'm reading here. You can see that the stunt rider pulls back and right hard on the bridle in conjunction with the fake punch. Uh, so maybe like, so like the guy on the horse is probably helping whatever. Um, but like, like teaching the fall. So I mean, yeah, they probably did teach it how to fall and do stuff like that. But like, this is before PETA was 
you know, heavily involved in the movie. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah, when did they start getting involved? Uh, I think we probably killed something in the movie. And they were like, I'm well, sure we did, but I think well, Free Willy. No, it was way well. Was I, it I, the um? Not Ben Hur, but yeah, um, it was Ben Hur. Was it Ben Hur? Yeah. So like in Ben Hur, the chariot racing course. scenes, they needed the horses to fall down, so they put trip wires. Oh yeah, that's right. And the horses were like breaking their legs and stuff, and they're like, "Whatever, it's horses." So, here's what I say about my kids. <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't call them horses. I just laugh when they break their legs. When did PETA start? We're actually washing the car this evening, and my son tripped over the water hose, and I. <laughs> Did feel kind of bad, but he was running with the water hose. And in the words of Jeff Foxworthy, don't do that no more. And he <laughs> learned his lesson. <laughs> yeah. uh, sure. Uh, I'm looking at, uh, I don't want to go into this right now. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just I just remembered on the film set that I worked on that had animals, we had a PETA representative there. Was it PETA? Might not have, it might have been the I think it was Peta, but it might have been for the eating of tasty animals. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember if it was Peta or something else, but she worked for an organization that basically says if your movie has animals and your movie's going to be legit, uh, you know, not just the four of us making a movie, um, uh, you know, Blair Witch Project Three or whatever. But you know, if you're going to have animals, then they have to be there basically to make sure they're not mistreating the animals. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I just always wait, wondered. Wait, how... don't, don't go down the rabbit hole of um, Peta's timeline. Good God, the yeah. pictures they post are uh, oh, I bet are pretty horrible. I bet. So, in the arms of hold, hold on a second while I go get some bacon. <laughs> Watch the water shut down. Hey, I, I'll still eat a cow. Um, what was with the cows in this movie? Were they a punchline that I was unaware of? Like, it would just be I think like it was just random. I couldn't, I could never make the connection, other than it's small rustic town, a rustic town with lots of cows. But like, yeah. they're in church, and then the cows come through the church, and then they go to real world Hollywood, and there's cows in the the waiting or the lobby of the hotel or the movie theater. It was very strange. <laughs> yeah, I. I I think it's just uh, we chalked it up to Mel Brooks. Yeah, that's just let's just add something funny for the sake of being funny, I guess. Just yeah, just random. Um, I mean, same thing. If we were watching a uh, well, let's say a uh, Kevin Hart movie, and in the background there's a whatever movie it is, there's just a random item of some sort and keeps showing up at random times. Right. Or maybe you know, like a um, Tarantino movie in Feet. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, what Mel Brooks, so what you're saying? So what you're saying? Mel Brooks has a weird obsession with cows. Yeah. Okay. That's utterly ridiculous. Nice. Nice. <laughs> oh. That's no bull. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, milk this for what it's worth. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we want to get to the end of this thing. We better hoof it. Oh man, you got any more? I, come on! You don't can do it. That's that's the best you I got. Oh, okay. I okay, like I'll it. take that one. Yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm done. Okay, I'm out. Uh, you know I haven't done a uh, a random set of puns in a long time. Well, that was a you and Chad thing. I don't I don't know, Corny. Uh, you off you raised the stakes of this oh, contest. Nice, nice. nice. 
I appreciate that, Sam. Thank you. Uh, now let's move on, Cal. Um, <laughs> doesn't quite work as the other one. Have you? You haven't watched it yet, Sam. I'm sure. No, no, I have not. That's fine. Go watch it. Uh, Count Basie, that was great. So like he's riding the yeah. horse, and I'm like, that's some great jazz. I know this song. Who do I know this from? And so I start Googling, <laughs> trying to find a way to Google. And then he walks by the band, and it says Count Basie. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd never seen that bit before. So uh, that was Basie pretty, straight ahead. That was great. No, that's not what that was. What was that song? Uh, April in Paris. April in Paris. That's yeah. right. I think I actually have played that. Yeah, I have. Uh, we actually did it last year, and I we played that and Basie straight ahead and nice. something else. Yeah, I love those tunes. Yeah, and and yes, corny. I played it on trombone. That might, might uh, not I believe you. Yeah. you. If you played on youth, I was going to beat you. No, <laughs> only Grandpa did that. Um, no, I played. I I was in the Freedom Jazz Band as a euphonium player. So you weren't uh, in jazz band. What you then? Were, you weren't. In jazz. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you were in some band that played some jazz music. <laughs> I played trombone parts. <laughs> You're such a dork. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> play the play the baritone, play the tenor sax parts. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, when you yeah. When, when you have no choice, you you put those little kids back there. I'm like, all right, yeah, figure it out. We'll yeah, see you later. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I, could do, I could do one he- heck of a jazz riff on that euphonium. I'm it was, sure uh, you could. No. It was pretty cool. No, 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 no. Those words have never been uttered. Oh, actually, um, uh. <laughs> Uh, That's what I, she said. Or more uh, appropriately, no, 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 um, <laughs> no, 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 no. So, uh, oh, sorry, I did have one, uh, mm. but I think you heard it already. <laughs> sorry, uh, I just got a random text from Billy, listener of the show Billy. and friend, and oh, Billy, husband of our intro lady, Catherine, and he just re- he just sends me this text. Now, remember, if something happens to me, if something happens, and you don't hear from me. You take the ship and come get me. What? And risk my ship? So <laughs> he either, is either watching Serenity or yes. he just wanted to quote that to me. Or or he actually is in trouble when we need to go get him in a ship. Yeah. That, oh, that, yeah. That, is that his code word for help? Is that his... Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Breaking news it, on... Is on Catherine Chief beating him again? Uh, <laughs> it's probably his daughter. Um, I'm, I'm just using Philly. Love you. Philly. Uh, the... Oh, Billy. oh the little bastard shot me in the ass story was hysterical. <laughs> so like, so he's telling this super tragic story, right? Which is like, oh, you know, um, every, I mean, it, that's a trope, honestly. It's a, it's a, uh, the lone man gunslinger. Uh, well, no, not even that. I was thinking like the, um, like the, the Murtaugh trope, you know, like not Murtaugh. What's it? Al, Al, uh, Sergeant Al Powell from Die Hard, right? Like, mm-hmm. why isn't he a street cop? It's because he killed a kid. Like, what, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We, we need our cop to have a tragic backstory. Oh, I don't know. Let's have him pull a gun on a kid who was just playing. Okay, cool. Like, every cop movie that needs a tragic backstory has that. And so he he tells this tragic story, and then, of course, it has to flip, too. And then he shot me in the ass. <laughs> uh, I slipped into a bottle. And they haven't been out since. Yeah. I tell you, I can't. You, going back to Richard Pryor being the Bart, mm-hmm. I, I can't see anybody but the actor that's in it to play that part for some reason. I actually tried to picture uh, Richard Pryor in the spot, 
and you have a lot more comedy and a lot less of the sight gags, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't know. 1970s, prior was still, I mean, he did that oh, no, no, no. see I no mean, evil, I, hear no evil bit, and he did that other thing I can't think of, and he also did Superman 3. So No, well, and, and here's my thing. <laughs> we don't though, talk the, about that. The, 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 <laughs> the sheriff. Is the near. sheriff. Who shot the sheriff? Um, the sheriff's character has to be the the stable ground of which this movie is built around. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think Richard Pryor is just a little bit too unhinged. Could you way. imagine the amount of f bombs what this movie would have had? Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they would have. Obviously. All right, now we're gonna offend a whole lot of people with the n word and get an R rating. Let's 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 keep the f bombs down. Um, I know yeah, I think that won't get us an R rating. Yeah, well, I think that the I think the prior would have been great if this movie would have been made ten years later. It would have had to have been Eddie Murphy. Um, oh, now that would have been interesting. Yeah, no, right. Um, and well, I, I'm actually excited. We should do when we do the recasting bit. Who who we think it could be? Um, because I have a couple thoughts on that. Um, uh. I know it's funny, her voice and the bad singing, but shit, that, her voice is annoying. I couldn't take it. God. <laughs> and I know she, and she's in <laughs> Young Frankenstein, too. Um, and I, I am ashamed. I, can't. I have yet to see that. Really? Oh, come on. Oh, man. I know. I know. Right. You're fired. I mean, seriously. I know. Is it streaming anywhere? Because I really need to see it. Bring back Chad. God rest his soul. Yeah, yeah, we're we're kicking you out for Chad. You returning to life. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's streaming. I I'm mean, looking. Go ahead. We we own it. Uh, my my wife and I we own that. So that's one of our Halloween I already staples. Have many of your movies that I've borrowed. Yeah, yeah. I need to get some back actually at some point. I mean, borrow or stolen. I don't think that I gave the them to him. So I guess he legally borrows borrowing them. But you need to watch them so I can get them back. Um. Oh, YouTube. I wonder if this is the full movie. Hold on. Keep talking. Oh, okay. Well, we'll do. Well, I'll be. It's on YouTube. Oh, of course it is. It's not 1974, right? Uh, just no. Is it the same year as this? It can't no, be the same year. Black white. Seventy? Is it seventy? Yeah, seventy-four. Uh, this one. Hot blonde. What did you say? Uh, yes. Black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seventy four. Weird. Same movie. Same year. Uh, oh, I just untied my shoe. Um, no, I love Young Frankenstein. I think it's a fantastic movie. And Gene Wilder, and um, and, and I'm gonna, I'm honestly gonna say, and we'll get to this later because our top three are Mel Brooks movies. I like Young Frankenstein better than this movie because for some reason those jokes are funnier to me. I don't know why. Um, it's just. I think the jokes are funnier, personally. But um, that movie's also not... There's no social commentary. It's just them making fun of the Frankenstein concept. And, you know... Did, did, did you get the brain I told you to get? I got somebody named Abby. Abby who? Abby Normal. We put an abnormal brain in a seven-foot monster? You know, just bits like that, you know? And Sam, I know you've never seen it, but you've heard could be worse. How could be raining? It's from that movie. Oh, okay. Um, just like then, uh, I course. had, yeah, putting on the Ritz is from that movie too. Okay, yeah, I know, I have heard that. Right. 
And just like I had never known until this showing that, excuse me while I whip this out, is from this movie. Didn't know that. Dude, I said that all the time in I know you did, and I just assumed you were just making it up. Seriously, I thought that was just a corny thing, you know? Like, Well, you know. People just say, like, you know, people have their things that they say, and I'm like, okay. So when I heard it in this movie yesterday, I was like, oh, that's where he got this from. So, you know, if you were a little older, like Sam's age, then maybe they they stole it from you, but... Um, eh? Eh? <laughs> I guess not. Oh, that I think I have. Anyway, um, you better. Isn't that the sound for our? Uh... <laughs> I well, yeah, it's in there somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Ah. There we go. So, <laughs> God, I can't believe it. I mean, I have Cornelius and Son of a... <laughs> and all the other good stuff. I can't believe do I you don't. Still, do you still have um? Book. What? Do you still have back from uh, Children of the Corn? Your favorite. Uh... Uh, I, I actually don't know. Oh, yeah, I do have it actually, but I don't. I'm not gonna play it. Um, hey, bro. There you go. Oh, wow. um, so. Yeah, and then of course. Excuse me. So bad. Anyway, uh, are we ready for clips for this? Are we done kind of chatting? I mean, do we want to talk more? Yeah, I think so. Little little, little clippy clips. Let's do it. Uh, I, I have a bunch, so. Uh, like nine. Um, uh, here we go. I already played part of this. Oh, sorry, that was loud. I already played part of this. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? I thought that was just funny. Ah, uh, um, Slim Pickens. Yeah, and then of course I, didn't I know that guy's name was actually Slim Pickens. That's, yeah. I mean, obviously it's a stage name, but it's still awesome. Yeah, it is. And notice I cl- I stopped the clip before he said the F A G word. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, oh, you mean uh, letter, uh, musical letters F-A-N-G? Yes, uh, which I have been a part of. Um, I thought this was kind of funny. I like when Hedley Lamar talked. Hedley. My mind is aglow with whirling transient nodes of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. Um, so anybody, anybody else see uh, Chad in the next twenty years? Like that's him. Oh my gosh, with a mustache. <laughs> yeah, actually, I can. Um, so it's Chadley. Chadley. Chadley Lamar. Oh, you mean Chad is Headley Lamar? Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. totally. I was thinking of Slim Pickens' part, but yes, oh, no. <laughs> definitely Headley. Oh, I could definitely see him like scheming up something. He's trying to scheme up how he's going to get one over on his band kids or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so I don't do this very often. I don't typically uh, take the you podcast. Put and, back in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me while I... <laughs> sorry. Um, I don't typically use the podcast platform to make any kind of social or, or political commentary, though we all kind of have been... Since uh, November something, we've all kind of had our little uh, pokes here and there. So I'm going to get my joke in now, okay? I were, uh, here's the joke. I was able to sneak in a recording, a recording device, into the um, Oval Office last week, and this is what I got. So just sign this, yes, sir, right here. Okay, give us a hand here. All right, sir. Work, 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 work. Hello, boys. Have a good night's rest. I missed you. Just one more bill for you to sign, sir. 
What the hell is this? This is the bill that will convert the state hospital for the insane into the William J. Lepetamine Memorial Gambling Casino for the insane. Gentlemen, this, this bill will be a giant <laughs> step forward in the treatment of the insane gambler. Yes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, if that bothered you, I'm sorry. If you thought it was funny, then then we can be friends. Uh, I'm just teasing. Um, but I did. <laughs> there's a bit when they're laughing, and then they make this noise when when Mel Brooks and mm. Kim Kim. <laughs> so I don't know why that makes me laugh, but I now have. <laughs> What's again? The cow. It sounds like cow. Oh my gosh! You're right. <laughs> I now have that forever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I think it's funny. Like they start laughing and then he just There we go. This is what I imagined you and uh Sean yours and uh Sam's conversation when you get mad at each other. <laughs> yeah. We're on the we phone and then we get to I our think this movie's terrible. I think this movie's great. <laughs> okay, now we're back. Um <laughs> You know I had to capture this. Hey! The sheriff is on this! So again, for the last 15 years, I thought that that was literally the only N word of the movie. (laughs) Hey, uh, fun fact. um, I actually watched the uh, Blazing Saddles documentary Mm -hmm. a while back. And, uh, you know, Mel Brooks actually never says the word. Right. He could not make himself do it. Yeah. Um, and actually, when Slim Pickens ends up having to say it, uh, he went to, apparently he went to Cleveland Little, and they had talked about it. Well, no, it wasn't It wasn't Slim. It was... Um, oh, not Slim. Um, it was the Burton the Gilliam, guy. who was that kind of main henchman for Slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Well, no, I, I only corrected you because that's one of my trivia bits. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Sure. Is that where um, Burton Gilliam, who's the, come on, the camp, play, sing Camp Town Races. Yeah, or Camp Town Ladies. And he says he couldn't, he had a really hard time using the N-word, especially to Cleavon Little, because he really liked him. And after several takes, Little took Gilliam off to the side and said that it was okay because they weren't his words and jokingly added, quote, if I thought you would say those words to me in any other situation, then we would go to Fist City. But this is all fun. Don't worry about it. End quote. I like the idea that they're going to go to Fist City. Uh, that sounds uh, <laughs> sounds like a very fun and violent place to go to. The suburb of a kick-ass town. Yeah. yeah. Just right outside of Detroit. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's been a while since we poked fun of Detroit. Um, no, it hasn't. It's been, like it's been an episode. Oh, yeah. It just seems like a long time. It's been a long calendar time. Okay, um, okay, well, it's a, oh, uh, speaking of which, excuse me while I whip this out. Also, not a phrase you say at work, by the way. Just oh, sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I can get that. Um, and Next uh, time I'm getting my baton out of my case to conduct. <laughs> Excuse me while I. Oh yeah, you just uh, just have this as your ringtone. Facebook live that. So. Excuse me while I whip yeah. this out. Oh hey, can that be our top three uh, from here on out? Uh oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't see why not. I can slide that down there. Oh yeah, you can. I mean, in fairness, we like, we haven't seen the Incredibles, so I mean, my my little uh, clip for them is. 
Oh, I, I pulled the wrong one. Hold on. Uh, okay, sorry. I had to play that one more time. Um, it does sound like cows. That's funny. Uh, here we go. Um, whenever uh, Sam is, is plotting his revenge against me <laughs> for the, the wrong that I have not done, he, uh, he, he says this to himself. I want you to round up every vicious criminal and gunslinger in the West. Take this down. I want rustlers, cutthroats, murderers, bounty hunters, desperados, mugs, pugs, thugs, nitwits, halfwits, dimwits, vipers, snipers, con men, Indian agents, Mexican bandits, muggers, buggerers, bushwhackers, hornswagglers, horse thieves, bull dykes, train robbers, bank robbers, ass kickers, shit kickers, and methodists. Could you repeat that, sir? <laughs> I love the noise he makes at the end. What's a bull dyke? Don't don't look it up. Oh, okay. Does he say Methodists at the end? He sure does. Does he That's really? I want you to round <laughs> and Methodists. He does yes. say Methodists. I've never heard that before. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> because I'm a Methodist. Oh my gosh, I just realized that Max Brooks, the guy who wrote World War Z. It's his son. It's his, uh, Mel Brooks' son. Yeah. I like World War Z, the book. Oh yeah, but we we established that very early in the in our podcast on World War Z. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I can use a joke here, so I'm just gonna play the clip, and uh, I'm just gonna let whatever happened happen. Hey boys, <laughs> look what I got here. Hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> It will never clip. not be funny. I love that clip. <laughs> it will never not be funny. Oh, that's so funny. All right. Okay, here we go. Uh, that's all I have for Clippy Clips. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Time for some trivia. Oh, I did. I, I forgot to make the joke that uh, the farting scene was really funny. Um, and I wrote the clip. Or my note was, didn't know we started watching Swiss Army Man. So... Um, uh, trivia, one day in the Warner Brothers studio commissary, that's where you eat food, Mel Brooks and the other writers were seated at a table opposite John Wayne. I don't know why they had to put in quotes, the Duke. Anyway, uh, the Duke's, the Duke's nickname. Yeah. I know it's his nickname, but like, like Sean, quote, the bastard. Right. (laughs) It's just, it's just weird that they would do that. Anyway, uh, the Duke turned and said that he had... He had heard about their Western and was... I can't do it, Duke. Uh, John Wayne. He had heard about... Well, shit, I can't do it either. Uh, oh. And where people said stuff like, blow it out your ass, Bill handed the Duke a copy of the script and said, yes, we would like you to be in it. According to Brooks, Duke turned down the offer the next day saying, no, I can't do a movie like that, but I'll be first in line to see it. Um... When the film was first screened for Warner Brothers executives, almost none of them laughed, and the movie looked to be a disaster that the studio would not release. However, Mel Brooks quickly set up a subsequent screening for the studio's employees, and when these regular folks laughed, I love regular folks there in the line, <laughs> these basically poor people laughed uproar, uproariously, 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 wow, weird. Throughout the movie, Warner Brothers uh, finally agreed to take a chance on releasing it. I already said the thing about Burton Guster. No, sorry, Burton Gilliam. Nice. Uh, there's my psych reference. Uh, Mel Brooks never told Frankie Lane that the theme song for Blazing Saddles was for a comedy. 
Lane mm. thought it was a dramatic Western, and Brooks was worried that Lane wouldn't sing it with conviction if he knew the truth. Nice. <laughs> well, how in the heck do you agree to sing a song from Mel Brooks and think it's going to be some, some well, something serious? Well, we, 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 we don't have know what yeah, history of Mel Brooks yeah. films yet. Yeah, oh, Mel okay. Brooks has done The Twelve Chairs and The Producers. I mean, so... He might not have known. Maybe he's seen those movies and thought, well, maybe he's doing a serious comedy or a serious serious comedy, a serious um, Western. Um, so, and then Andrew Bergman. I'm not sure who he was on hey, film. Hey, I'm a Bergman on my mother's side. Neat. Cool. You're a bird man? Interesting. Uh, he quote, quote, you couldn't make this movie today. You can't say the N-word in a movie today, not even in a comedic way. To which I, I only put that in where to say in here to say, hmm, have you seen Tarantino recently? Have you met have you met Samuel L. Jackson? Right. So <laughs> that that word has been said in films recently. I mean, we've seen I mean they dropped Django, it Django didn't they drop Chain? it uh well yeah, we haven't seen that, but yes, they oh. did do it a lot in Django Unchained. But didn't they say it in Shaft at least once? I can't remember. Here's the question have you seen it in comedy? Uh, I've seen it in stand-up, like Eddie. Depends on which comedy, uh, which mm-hmm. uh, which actors in a comedy. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to be really honest. There's not a whole lot of black comedies that I've seen. I mean, I've seen Barbershop 1. I've seen Friday. Pitch Perfect. You just went up. Because <laughs> no, you've seen Friday, you've actually gone my uh, my uh, black cool list a little bit. Oh, good, yeah, good. Oh, I yeah, have, man. You have that was another movie in in college you had to watch. Yeah, I haven't seen Friday after next. I just saw the first one. You don't need to. Um, that's probably why I didn't watch it. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I there's like buddy cops movies like. Um, like Bad Boys wanted to, and you know things like that. So, I mean, I'm just probably not looking at those movies, you know. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, oh no, there fine. there might be a Kevin Hart movie out there that he says it a lot. I just don't know. No, um, actually, Kevin Hart's pretty good about not doing that. I'm thinking more along the lines of well, like, um, no, I mean, if, like if, uh, I think about that. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I think we're to a point now. I mean, we're we're making movies now like that um where not uh, not Key but Peel produced and I think directed that get out movie. Mm-hmm. And like we're getting to a point now, like you guys just saw the trailer, or at least some of us did for the trailer for Detroit. I had no idea that that was a thing that happened in the seventies. Oh, that's a true story. That's what yeah. it says in the trailer. It's a true story. Oh, see, I haven't seen the trailer yet. But yeah, I, go watch I it. It will terrify like, um, you. Oh, that cop movie where they have to go twelve blocks or something like that, or they're yeah, six, sixteen, 16 blocks. blocks. Yeah, <laughs> where uh, Bruce Willis has to protect most stuff. No, no, yeah, no. This yeah. is like based on a true story. He didn't hear it. Yeah, <laughs> he had. A, <laughs> he only has one ear, and he had a bad experience with a dog. <laughs> um. I wonder if I have that. Um, so anyway, I think the movie could be made today, and now I'm ready. So. I'm ready to explore that idea. What mm-hmm. would we, if we were to remake this? Let's say, um, I mean, it doesn't have to be a Mel Brooks movie. It can be heck. It can be a Key and Peele movie for all I care. Um, which I okay. think would actually. Well, here's the question: Would it have to be an African American director? It wouldn't no. have. I don't think no. it have to be. 
Um, like Quentin Tarantino has the apparently he has the uh, he has the pass. He could do it. What about this dude got dogs? <laughs> I don't do dogs. I had a real bad experience. All right, sorry. That's most of. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm uh, sorry. I totally interrupted. Call back to uh, when we did the Italian job. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Very nice. Uh, again, I have that at my fingertips, but not freaking Zombievers. I don't understand. I'm really upset about that. I really am. I mean, as much as I hated that movie, that one clip was fun- was fantastic. Anyway, I'll, I'll be all right. I'm, I'll be all right. I'll so, like, it. if Woody Allen directed this? Uh, well, he mm, his comedies are know. way different than this, but I mean... I don't know. I mean, I'm tr- I'm trying to think of like, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to think of other directors that. I mean, honestly, I could see this movie being remade with like Kevin Hart directing. Okay. You know, or something like that. Like, um, and so here's one of my ideas for the lead, right? Because in this case, the lead, he was a stage actor, right? That uh, uh, I forgot his name already. Cleveland Little? Yeah, he was a stage actor. And so, like, Gene Wilder kept, like, giving him notes and stuff throughout throughout the movie because he's used to, he's used to, again, stage acting where you have to overact and, and do, like, overanimate. And, so and, people can actually see. And see and hear you. Like, Patrick Stewart was the same way when he first started doing Star Trek. Is the first, oh, you know, few seasons of, of Next Gen, he's, like, super overacting because he was a British stage actor. I know it took him a while to kind of get under the concept that I don't have to yell everything. Um, which but but life wouldn't be the same if he didn't. Damn it, Wesley. Um, <laughs> so one of the so I so my my point is is that I don't think we have to go super big name with the lead. Um, in this case, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking of Michael Che, who is the um, is now a. An anchor for uh, uh, Saturday Night Live's uh, Weekend Update. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. I was thinking of uh, Don, uh, Donald Glover. Yeah. Donald Glover might oh. be another good one. Yeah. Uh, Childish Bambino. Yeah, oh. especially coming <laughs> off of, uh, he'll be coming off of the Lando Calrissian. Oh, that's uh, right. I forgot he was in that role. Yeah, he's going to be Lando. Um, oh yeah! Here's a name that really only Corny will get, but um, but he's currently in a TV show that the WGN is producing called The Underground, and that would be Aldous Hodge. Oh, because he can do comedy. He, you know, he I think would do good. Oh, actually, that. God, that'd be good. I think he would actually do really well at it, and he kind of looks like Cleon. Age of the Age of the Little, Cowboy, baby. Yeah, Age of the. <laughs> There's your psych, or there's your, uh, 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 your leverage covers. reference. Um, so here's the question that I, I guess I'd also want to ask: Do we make it a western set back then, or do we make it more on the nose and make it 2017, but little town Texas, where they need a new sheriff, and because of all the drugs or the whatever in town, you know. You can still make it a comedy. We can still make it comedy, but do we put it, can you make it 2017? Would you still call it Blazing Saddles? Uh, I, mean, I guess. I don't know. There not many people. Or Hot Mini Bikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
uh, fiery uh, ATVs. I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, Blazing Saddles, the remake, I guess it would have to be uh, 1870-something. Anyway, that was my first thought, and then uh, and then my other one went to um, the, the Star Wars kid, uh, Boy Dagger. I think the further you, away you make it from real life, the more people are going to view it as farcical. Farcical comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right. If we make it today, then it's then it's only a political not a political but a, a social commentary and then I don't think it's funny. Um because I think too many people would be offended because it's too close to home, which probably is what's needed. Yeah. Because um, if it offends you, then you're probably one of them. Um Anyway, uh, who's the Gene Wilder character? Who's our who's our drunken um, Obi Wan Kenobi character? Me, Ethan um, Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Okay, Chris Pratt. Uh, yeah, there you he's, go. No, oh, he's yeah. in too much, but he is funny. He, he's not old enough though. I want Chris Pratt and everything. Come on, I do want Chris Pratt and everything. He, um, he's funny. He can do the action thing. Yeah, um, he can. We don't use Although, him. Although you know, I saw that uh, that that movie with. Uh, Denzel Washington with Magnificent Cowboy. Yeah, I didn't like. Oh, uh, uh, oh, Blake or the uh, Magnificent Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't buy him in that one. I had to tie my best disappointed in Pratt. Josh Brolin does comedy, and he's been a cowboy before. I could see that. that. Is true. I could see that. Um, yeah, I I go by that. All right. So the last one that I really care about is the Hedley Lamar character, who's our sinister townsman person whatever i still think chad should do that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh, chad <laughs> you don't get that kind of that smarm from anybody else that's a uh, that's a chad special that's great i love it god bless his soul yeah may everybody rest in peace um ricky the devil oh sorry i meant to play it was a different time there we go that's what i meant to play uh okay cool, um. Well, didn't uh, Sasha Baron Cohen didn't he come close to being? I mean, he touched on some of these issues in some of his stuff. I don't um, know, especially he's, Borat. I, I would think I, I have he's such a method guy. Like I don't know, I don't think that that works in his. Or maybe I'm wrong. The, I've seen two movies with that man in them, uh, Talladega Nights. And Sweeney Todd, and that's it. Oh, you need to watch uh, Borat. Borat, I just, and you need to watch. I refuse uh, to watch Borat. Bruno. Uh, also, uh, will not watch that. Borat. <laughs> Borat is a must-watch. Dude. No, no. Yeah, yeah. You have no opinion. You have not seen Young Frankenstein. So there you go. You're, dude, you're, you haven't cool. seen Schindler's List. I have seen Schindler's List. Oh, oh. You haven't seen the Godfather it. series. No, I have not. Then there you go. Yeah, you're. Well, do you not like Italian people or something? <laughs> okay, uh, I'm not sure how we got there, but that's typical Sam. Oh, you know. How we uh, anyway, um, oh, you know who else would be a good Gene Wilder character? Hmm. Uh, throwing back to our uh, uh, recasting, Johnny Depp. No, no, I think he would. I'm tired of Johnny Depp. Uh-huh. I think he would. I think he'd be good at it. How about, I don't know why, I'm only saying this because Netflix uh, you, on uh, IMDb is showing me his face. What about Adam Sandler? 
No. <laughs> no, we've seen that. Over oh. the woobity woobity, I got the fastest hand in the West. Yeah. God, imagine what would happen if if Sandler tried to put some of this type of comedy in in that movie, The Ridiculous no, Six. He would he would have been Oh. Yeah. Cuz there's a little bit it touches on it here and there. Yeah, I mean there's a little bit of that going on, but like it's because you get a white guy like Rob Schneider playing a Mexican yeah. with the with the burro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's still the best part of the movie. Um uh, anyway, um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I kind of want to see this new Sandy Wexler though that he's in. Um, just, just saying, I kind of do. Um, that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Uh, what was yeah. I going to do? Oh, I was looking for the burrow bit. Never mind. Um, soundtrack grade, whatever. Uh, it was fine. It was still the Blazing Tiles bit. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. It's fun. Um, I like uh, I like narration. I like song narration. Um, good thing we could. Good thing uh, the uh, composer was uh, convinced it was a different type of movie. Right. Well, at least the singer dude. I don't know about well, the, the composer, singer. Yeah, uh, singer man, which was written and composed by Mel Brooks. So he's like super, uh, super talented. That one. Um, okay, here we go. Wait. Oh, wait a second. There is Blazing Samurai is filming right now. Yeah, I just saw that. I don't know what that is. He's uh Looks like there's a fat ass cat on the uh cover or the uh Really? Oh, poster. Come yeah. on, MimeDB, don't crash. What are you doing? Oh, doggone it. Yeah. Looks like it's a darn animated thing. Yeah, isn't he like he's a voice or something? I can't remember. Top three. Um Am I supposed to play? I can't remember. So I thought we already had a new top three, no. wasn't it? Wait, what's supposed to happen? Was that was that that was? I can't remember now. Because <laughs> I, I, I have three now in this kind of area. Well, that one's pretty appropriate for right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I, um, well, we didn't have one, but <laughs> just for you. Um, we decided to do top three Mel Brooks films. So figuring that's pretty appropriate. So Andrew. Okay. Uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of Mel Brooks. I, I've been watching his stuff since my dad let me watch Spaceballs without mom's permission. Um, <laughs> back when I was in elementary school, probably. Uh, so uh, that is going to be number two on my list. But backing up, number three is producer the producers, the original Mel Brooks uh, producers, uh, not the one that he produced, called Producers right. with Nathan Lane, which I actually like that one better, but he didn't direct that one. Um, uh, I I think both of them are hilarious. And if you watch both of them, uh, Matthew Broderick nails the uh, Gene Wilder character, like nails it spot on. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so that's number three. Number two, Spaceballs, and my all-time favorite, Mel Brooks, Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> okay. Uh, Corny. Uh, yes. Uh, my number three, I'm going to go with uh, Spaceballs. All right. All right. And uh, my number two, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Because, you know, unlike other Robin Hoods. I can speak with a British accent. accent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my number one, Young Frankenstein. Oh, wow. Frankenstein. <laughs> Far looking. 
Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, great. Uh, Sam. Yeah, I've got to put my um, honorable mention to be, uh, I'm going to have to say the new producers with, with uh, what's his name we just talked about? I just totally James forgot Kirby, it. Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick, Joe Pesci. And um, only because oh, nice. he, he just wrote it. You know, he didn't direct it. Type. Right, right. Um, my number three is going to be Hotel Transylvania 2 that uh-huh. he's in as Vlad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of those cartoons I love that my, my daughters love those, that movie. Those are funny movies. Those are actually love pretty good movies. Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, and then I've got, um, and then I've kind of go along with everybody else with um, Robin Hood Men in Tights at number two. And of course, number one, Spaceballs all the way. In fact, I've got a guy um, who might be listening to this podcast for the first time on this podcast. I'm sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> but uh, he mentioned that, uh, you know, if if we would bring up a line from Spaceballs, he would be able to finish it. Oh, Really? Challenge accepted. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. We've been jammed. Where are you from? I don't know. I mean, somewhere he's, he's in the four right galaxy. To, to <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm leaving a line so we, we know so he can enter it later. Yeah, we've been jammed. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. What's, I'd what's love with all this turtling bubbling? <laughs> I'll let you finish it, Joe. Cool. Um,. <laughs> So I've only seen four Mel Brooks movies that he's directed. Oh, nice. So okay. it would be this movie and then the three that I'm getting ready. Cause I, and, and this would be, uh, this would be, actually, this would probably still be the fourth of the four um, uh, that I've seen. Again, of the ones he directed. I only took this as, as movies that he directed. Not he just directed himself. That, yeah, yeah, he appeared in or whatever. Because, I mean, I love Peabody Sherman, and he's in it for 13 seconds as uh, Einstein. What the hell is that? I don't know. Sam's being weird. What? Are you fanning you yourself? That? Yeah. Yes. I'm here. Well, every time you move <laughs> that little magazine, you're blowing wind onto your microphone. So, <laughs> so mute yourself next time you start getting the vapors. He's getting all hot and bothered. He's getting. He's going into menopause right now. He's having a flash. No, no, menopause. Oh, he's having menopause. Oh, of course <laughs> he is. Um. Anyway, uh, my number three would be Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, number number two is Young Frankenstein, and my number one would be Spaceballs because space and things, and they make fun of Star Wars and Star Trek, and they even got John Hurt to come in and do the alien bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fourth wall breaking that they do in that movie. I mean, they capture the stunt doubles. I mean, that's hysterical. And the guy who's doing that, you idiot, you captured their stunt doubles. That's freaking um, Tablonsky, uh, right? Uh, oh, yeah, that's Ned, right. Um, Ned Ryerson? That guy, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's him. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that movie's funny and it makes me laugh and Bill Pullman's in it and John Candy and Barf! Not in here, mister. This is Mercedes. Oh, that's my name. Barf. Anyway, sorry. I can do it too. So. Uh, but that too. I'm a mog. Yeah, I'm a mog. Half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. I'm my own friend. best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also a movie that for the first 15 times I watched was on VHS recorded off of TNT or TBS. <laughs> and it wasn't until like three years ago that my wife bought me 
the the DVD for Christmas or whatever, and we watched it, and I was like, oh, there's some different jokes in here that I'd never heard of. So <laughs> uh, it's just funny. Um, so there you go. Um, that's it. No emails this week, which is fine. I will say this. So last week we did Sky High, and the person who requested it, Jillian, um, I hate you, uh, is a good friend of mine. Aww. And so when I text her and said, "Hey, your episode is up. Go go listen to it," she's texting me like real time as she's listening to the show, and she's commenting on the things that she agrees with or disagrees with. And apparently, I have lost friendship points because I got that movie mixed up with Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Um, and then she really appreciated our tangent on Emperor's New Groove. So, and I said, this, this getting live feedback about the episode is really interesting. Oh my God. You see how many downloads we had for that sucker? No. 106. Really? Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Corny is 105 of them. Um, I mean, I have an entire library at my disposal, so. No, that's fair. Yeah. Everybody gets, everybody Sorry, gets I just I figured I would summer teeth. I forgot about <laughs> <laughs> You like how that's the name of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all awesome. uh, yes. So anyway, out of ten, what's our out of ten for this movie? Oh gosh. Uh Andrew, sorry, I guess I have to ask somebody to go first. I am gonna give this a seven point one. All prairie shit, everybody. <laughs> okay, Corny. I uh, I'm gonna give it an eight point two. Out of, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, so Sam, you wouldn't have known this, uh, Corny. You watched the uh, com- the the making of, and you probably read some more of the trivia. There was a scene that was cut that was deemed too offensive. When, you know, she cuts off the lights and she's going <laughs> to seduce him and she says, is it true what they say about your kind? And then she starts going, oh, it's true. It's true. Um, he then is supposed to say, you're sucking on my arm. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> um, and they deemed, they deemed that too uh, offensive. So that got got left on the cutting room floor. I, I can see that. <laughs> That's something that I could see if this movie was remade, that that would be in there. Yes, that oh, would. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Sam. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I just classic all the way. Um, 8.1 uh, German Indians out of 10. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the group that, of that, that was represented in his little, uh, rant. Uh, no, the actual line of people that they showed that made me laugh the most. I'm trying to remember which one it I, was. I swore I thought there used to be Methodist in that line. I don't know how you would portray them. It was right before the KKK group. There was somebody else in there. That it was a mariachi group. Yeah. <laughs> the mariachis, there was some, uh, like a Muslim Arab group. There was, which, yeah, there was. I thought it was funny that one German of the soldiers, one of the Muslim guys, had with like a blonde mustache and blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna bother me. I can't remember who it was. Bikers with the little. Yeah, I like the handlebars on the horses. That was hysterical. <laughs> yeah. I laughed out loud at that bit too. Um, now I gotta find out. It's gonna drive me crazy. But anyway, um, my score would be. Um. Oh, oh! There's the. 
there's the bit with the white woman. Sorry. Uh, so I'm near. I'm nearby. Uh, oh, so you're, you're looking it up right now. Yeah, I'm actually like watching it I'm live just... on air, folks. Uh, yeah, here this we go. Awkward moment of silence brought to you by uh, Netflix in this case. Um, no, I'm gonna give this. Oh, right, so you got the mariachi, not the mariachi, but you got like the the Mexican desperados, and then you got some like hillbilly dudes, and there's your camel with the Arabians. Um, they're all pointing, and then the KKK guys. Okay, well maybe that's. I hear it. it doesn't matter. I mean, maybe it was just the hillbilly that made me laugh. Um, uh, so I'm going to give this an A. What am I going to give this? I don't know. I liked it. It had some some moments, but uh, that were a little whatever. But you know what? I I liked it a lot. So I'm going to give it a seven point five. Um, uh, church appropriately timed church bells out of ten. Um, so I there you go. Sean is near. Yeah. You did. Um, that's it. That's our movie. That was fun. That was really good. Um, I was a little, uh, not worried, but interested to see how we were going to do uh, a comedy. <laughs> and I thought we did just fine. Um, that's it. That's going to do it. So next week we're going to do something a little different. Right? In an attempt to, to show everybody's favorite movie. Yeah. So that was kind of the idea. Once upon a time, I said we should all do our favorite movies. We actually recorded mine, and then we lost it completely. So one day we'll record um, Serenity, but I think it got pulled from Netflix, or at least Firefly did. Yeah, for now, I heard, I saw that too. Um, I know Firefly did. I don't know if Serenity did, but um, I'm looking. Thank you. I'm so, looking on Amazon. Uh, cool. So anyway, um, it, so Corny's favorite movie of all time, he has claimed, and I believe him, is that it's um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And um, uh, I think, Corny, I can take partial credit for that because you watched it for the first time with me at my house. And you literally, we rented it. And then you literally walked out of the house and said, excuse me, while I whip out my credit card and go buy this movie. And you did. I did. (laughs) (laughs) You you not only bought the, 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 the DVD, I think you also bought, didn't you buy like when... Walmart re-released it, like in a like the case had like a metal case. Didn't you buy that too, like with a Blu-ray? I did. I can't remember. So I have no idea where it is, but I sure as hell bought it. Yeah, I know you have like two or three copies of this. It's fine. I have two. I have two versions of Serenity also. So anyway, just like I'm sure Sam has a Jurassic Park on multiple formats. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, didn't didn't he tell us he actually did? Yeah, and you had it on VHS, um, and I know you obviously. Yeah, I've got it so far on every format except Laserdisc. Yeah, and uh, my dad had it on Laserdisc. Didn't he have it on some other crazy ass? Uh, what was it? Um... It wasn't on Beta. What was it? You had VHS, reel to reel, DVD, HD DVD, Blu-ray DVD. That's right. It was the HD I had Criterion VHS. Yes, that's what it was because we talked about that, and then you, Sean explained because uh, I didn't know what the hell that was. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so we're gonna do Scott Pilgrim versus the World. The problem is it's not streaming anywhere, um, and so you know we're just gonna go ahead and do it. So we have our own. We all uh, have uh, access to watch it. So if you don't, I'm not sure what to tell you. So you can either just. Find it online. Mm. You're killing me, Sam. Go to Corny's house. He'll he'll accommodate you. Yeah, just go to Corny's house. Um, 
And he'll, you, gotta, you know, just hang deal out with me sitting in my uh, boxer jersey even. But hey, you know, that's fine. Excuse me while I whip this up. So we're gonna play. Oh, play. We're gonna watch Scott Pilgrim versus the World next week, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. And I can't wait because uh, it's. I haven't seen it since I watched it with you, Corny. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. Hey, look, some coins. Um, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, but we've got some other good stuff coming up. Uh, after that, we've got Kung Fury coming up. That was uh, requested by uh, uh, JP. Uh, the Giver, which I think is like a very serious kind of real hard-hitting movie. And then after that, we're going to go to another very hard-hitting movie in Mortal Kombat. So there you go. Uh, uh. <laughs> that was the best segue <laughs> I could come up with. Um, but we've got a whole bunch of movies uh, lined up uh, from now until almost episode 200. So if you want to do a movie, want us to do a movie, please email uh, to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. And we will be glad to do it. Patient. There, there's. Yep. So, um. <laughs> I actually uh, thought Sam just yelled patient. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam's tired. He just says weird things at this point. Um, no, no, no. So let's, uh, yeah, leave us a review. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, whatever. Visit our website, cheapseatreviews.com. Oh, I just started doing this thing called Anchor. So it's, it's an app on your phone, and it's kind of like podcasting light. Kind of Is neat. that the one with the porn music? <laughs> it's funky jazz. Leave me alone. I'm um, pretty sure it's porn. Well, it was what the app gave me. So if you're okay. watching porn you, with that kind of music, then... You have no, no choice over the music? No, I have lots of different choices. That was just the most fun. Um, <laughs> like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews, and follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. And check out our Anchor uh, channel, um, uh, I'll be uh, doing uh, random little things about upcoming movies and... I'll even call one of you three guys. I haven't told Corny or Andrew about this yet, but I might give you a call one day and say, hey, uh, actually, it would be really good for me to call Corny and say, hey, Corny, what'd you think about the new uh, Marvel movie trailer thing, the new Spider-Man trailer that came out, and we'll talk about it and record it. So, yeah, anyway, Anchor. That's kind of cool. Check us out there. Uh, um, yeah, and, of course, your email is at cheap seat. And screw Detroit. At, at gmail.com. Oh. Oh. Um, anyway. That's going to do it for us. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. And on behalf of Detroit and Andrew and Sam and Corny and Chad, may you rest in peace, uh, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.